Hi, Sandy. Hi, Nora. Do you hear how excited I am? I hear that you're very excited. I don't know why, though. <laughs> okay. I'm really excited because we are about to talk about my favorite thing to talk to you about. Really? No. <laughs> I hate it. I feel like I'm tuckered out of, of talking <laughs> to you about this. Like, I don't want to talk about this ever again. <laughs> like... There's a lot of PTSD here. Like I just like I don't want to talk about this ever again. <laughs> well, but fine. Let's try and make this therapeutic then. Okay, we're gonna talk about tuition fees, <laughs> <laughs> which I spent like ten years talking about. So I like it's just like I just know this so well right now. You know what? Actually. I am very upset. I haven't told you this yet because of like this thing at U of T that's called like the minimum degree completion fee. And so I'm just finishing up my master's. I'm hopefully going to be able to graduate in two months. And all signs point to it's happening. It really depends on my supervisor, though. Um, but uh, but if <laughs> I, I do, <laughs> yes, I hope he listens. Please, Professor Day, let it be. Just let me <laughs> graduate. But if I do, I will be hit with this, what's called a minimum completion fee. So that if I if I want to get my degree, if I want to actually finish up, if I want my transcripts or ever want to apply anywhere again, I'll have to pay $3,500. Sure, sorry, what? Yeah, it's like a minimum degree fee that because I was a part-time student and I graduated earlier than most part-time students, they, like, they're like, no, you, you can't. You can't graduate without paying at least this much money. <laughs> so, Do you want to hear something super sad? What's that? You're going to graduate with the same degree I have, right? Something like that? Education? Uh... I think you... But you have an MED, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Master's of Education? I'm getting a Master's of Arts in Education. Ah, okay. So... It's a little different, but mostly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to change my point. I paid $3,500 for my whole degree. I hate you. Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> it was, yes, okay, so Nora did the smart thing, which is to save money on flights to Saskatchewan, <laughs> literally. Uh, save money on tuition fees, I mean, by taking flights to Saskatchewan because she did her degree in a much, much more affordable jurisdiction. Yeah, and and while Saskatchewan loses the tax revenue that they paid for me to do that, they gained a huge Saskatchewan booster in me. I love Saskatchewan. And in case anyone's wondering, like, I didn't finish my degree that long ago. I finished in 2013. And the tuition fees have since, of course, shot up there as well. But why are we talking about tuition fees? And sorry, can I just explain that, like, when I say, like, saves money by, by having these flights to Saskatchewan, I don't mean that Nora moved to Saskatchewan to do her degree in Saskatchewan. She was living in Toronto. <laughs> took flights to some of her classes, okay, <laughs> fucking wrote her thesis while she was in Toronto, and it was cheaper for her to do that than to go to school in Ontario. Can we just, the MED degree, like the reason I'm, part of the reason I'm doing an MA, it's part, only part of the reason, the Master's of Education degree is actually much more expensive in Toronto. I think it's like $13,000 a year. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So when, like literally Nora taking flights to some classes still being based in Toronto was was more affordable than doing a degree in Ontario yeah I, I worked beside Oise. ridiculous like I passed Oise every single morning which is like the the education school for U of T 
And the amazing thing too is I even stayed with friends and classmates out there when I had to study. And so I didn't pay for anything other than food. <laughs> I'm the sucker. Oh my God. And Saskatchewan's sucker. amazing. Saskatoon's amazing. Okay, let's talk about tuition fees. They're free, right? Yeah, they're free. It's free. Like, school is now free in Ontario. So this is just the most amazing thing. This was announced last year uh, by the Liberals. It wasn't last year. Was it last year? I thought it was starting in, like, 2016. Uh-huh. It doesn't even matter because, like, everything that we're saying It doesn't is matter. Fucking, it was announced it's all at some bu- point. Like, the whole thing is bullshit, so we might as well. It's a liberal scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag liberal scheme. Constant theme of the podcast, a liberal scheme. Okay, so tuition is free. In Ontario. I've heard this refrain in Ontario. This is this is what we are meant to believe. Yeah. I think it's important to talk a little bit about history here. Like, why is it that the liberals are announcing that tuition is free when Ontario universities and colleges are still having votes every year to set tuition fees increases? Like, I just, it's like, how how can tuition be both free and more expensive every year? How can tuition be both free and also I am meant to pay a like degree completion fee in order to graduate? Like, how are all of these things possible? How can it be free and not free at the same time? Well, it's because of the liberals. So the history of this is like, I mean, there's so much history, but I think what's really important that was happening at the time is that the Obama administration in the United States had announced that they were going to bring forward free college education in the United States. And I think that people started talking about free education more. The Canadian Federation of Students had clearly been talking about tuition, free, free tuition for a while, at least when mm-hmm. Nora and I were there. We definitely were. And so there was a lot of pressure to do something on education and maybe not even pressure like it was also just like popular because Obama's a popular guy and people mm-hmm. wanted to follow Obama and do what Obama was doing okay so well and also the Quebec student movement too right like it, it gave a national profile to the fact that the college system in Quebec is free like like not liberal free actually that's extremely important and should not be forgotten yeah. that the the Quebec student movement had, has done a lot of work to both create and to to maintain an affordable uh, for some people because it's still you know like there's still tuition fees at the university level but and ancillary fees and ancillary fees yeah a system of free education uh, for CEGEPs and a, a tuition fee freeze that has existed for years and years and years and during the Quebec spring had forced a conversation about free education in this country from coast to coast to coast. So I think that, you know, that can't be discounted in addition to what was happening uh, with Obama, in addition to, you know, there was a a lot of actually popular um, struggles that were happening around the world around free education at this time. Chile was also one something that we were taking a lot of inspiration from in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think it was 2016, maybe, no, it was 2016, I don't know, who cares, but the, the Ontario Liberals announced that they're going to implement free education. Like, just boom, like, there, there you go. You, everything you've been fighting for yep. forever, we're just giving it to you. And it's like, wow, that's a huge victory. That's yeah. a really great victory. Mm-hmm. It was as big a victory as when they reduced tuition fees by 30%. <laughs> in um, 2011. Yeah. You know, in 2011. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but this is this is old news. This is old news. Why are we talking about this? 
why are we talking about this? Okay, so it's coming up a lot again because of, like, you know, this, there's this big election that's happening and the, the yeah. liberals are, like, talking about all of their successes and, you know, they want to implement free child care. And maybe that's something we'll discuss at another time on this program, just mm. the, like, the the promises that we're seeing from all the parties. But, you know, uh, they're saying, you know, we, we introduced free education and now we're going to introduce free child care. And I'm just like, no. and a lot of people actually seem to be duped by this uh by this idea of free education like a lot of people who i would have expected to to be savvy enough to figure out that free education does not exist in the province seem to think that free education does exist in the province so um that's been a weird um awakening for me but i i need you all to know i need everybody listening to know and to understand with clarity there is no free education in Ontario at all. <laughs> like there's none. It does not exist. <laughs> and I also need, if there's any journalists who are listening to us, I need y'all to do just like a better job of like when the government says we're going, we've implemented this thing to just double check if they have <laughs> before reporting that they have because you yes. know the idea that people believe that there's a there's a system of free education is is partially the fault of lazy journalism where it's like the the, the liberals will put out a press release free education introduced and then the journalists write free education introduced <laughs> as their story yeah. instead of well, I've done a little bit of digging and it looks like every single university and college is still increasing tuition fees. So I'm just curious as to how this works. Yeah. OK. And and part of the reason why the liberals have gotten away with this, uh, like aside from lazy journalism, which, you know, you said is part of the problem, I think actually is like 80 percent of the problem. But it's definitely laziness, but it is actually complicated. And when we are talking about whether or not we should cover this, because we have talked about tuition fees so often between us <laughs> over our, our lives. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the this idea that it's very complicated um, was compelling enough for us to talk about it. Yes. And so when when we started uh, our degrees, so in different years, but not too different, um, the majority of funding in no, we're in the same year. Oh yeah, we were in sorry, sorry. When we and we both we both switched, and our academic lives are very um, meandering and kind of embarrassing. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, we didn't know each other at the time. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. Um, so well, the, the, when we started, uh, the majority of funding for universities was coming from the public sector, from yes. the government. And yes. that's very important because when we talk about a public system, that means that the government is funding your institution. So your hospital, your elementary school, your university or college, the money is coming from government to them. And then there's usually a board and then the board decides where the money goes and universities are very complicated. And so, you know, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars exchanging hands to make sure that you can employ everybody, you can keep the lights on and you can make sure that there's course offerings. To be able to do that, there was a funding formula and I'm not going to go into the details of the funding formula, but basically universities would get X for this program, Y for this program, Z for that program, and it was loosely based on programs that had higher costs. Partly, this is why you saw an explosion of business school in the in the in the two thousands, because it costs nothing to deliver business education, but it sounds super great, and everyone wants their kids to go into business education. So, business education is now like the most popular program in all of Canada. That's a whole other episode, perhaps. 
This is (laughs) like, I can't even believe it. And of course, you can cram a lot of business students into a classroom. And so at the same time, we saw capital expenditures changing the faces of our campus, the the architecture of our campus, where you'd get 700 students into a classroom. And then, oh, 700 students is so many. So then you started to hire students at minimum wage to walk up and down the hallways and yell at students who had Facebook open and take marks off of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe that's maybe that's an aside. But anyway, quality (laughs) is also a discussion to have. Um, so, but but the but the most important part of this story is that the money was still coming from government and going to the institution. Mm-hmm. Every time tuition fees go up, that money would go down. The money from the government would go down, and so mm-hmm. year over year, curiouser of tu- and curiouser. Yeah, there was a tipping point in the late two thousands where, as the money kept on getting pulled out of the public sector and being replaced with higher tuition fees, that overnight Ontario universities became private institutions because the majority of the money was coming from the individual and not from the government. So this is very important, a thing that people don't tend to 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 like really ruminate on. What Nora has just said is that tuition fees as they go up do not result in the institution getting more money per student. Right. It results in the government giving less money per student. We are replacing where the money is coming from. So in, I think it was 2009 that U of T at least, because uh, yes. I, I was doing the research at that school, became a private institution because more of the money was coming from a private entity, students, than was coming from the government. That's right. That's really important. And so then what did the government do to mitigate the effect of high tuition fees? Students started to get more grants and students started to get more loans. And so this is actually the, the, the juncture, I would say 2010, because Sandy, you're right that it started with U of T and I, I think it was a cascade of, of maybe two more years and then it was like all of the institutions. Yeah. Because, because at the end of the yeah. day, funding was still, funding is still provincially regulated and most of the universities aren't U of T and so they kind of are more similar in how their budgets look. But overnight, the, 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 the money that had to be given to students individually to be able to allow them to cover the costs of their tuition fees became more important. And so you go from a, a, a system where government, government representing the collective will of the population is the minority funder and the majority funder is private, is individuals. And so me, let's say me personally, this isn't true because we already know I went to the University of Saskatchewan for my master's and it was wicked. Um, But me personally, I pay, let's say $7,000 for one year of tuition and I get, I'm low income. So I get a grant, let's say, of $6,000, right? And that would be amazing for me individually because I'm saving a lot of money because the government is giving me a grant. And then I take my grant either to U of T or to York or to to Lakehead and I say, here Lakehead, here's my $6,000 grant, my $1,000 of my money that I've saved and I am giving to your operating budget this kind of money as an individual student and I'm choosing whatever the fuck, I'm choosing engineering, which is a high high cost program because there's a lot of equipment involved. Mm -hmm. Then the government's like, okay, so we've already given Nora that $6,000 grant and also because the way it works, you also have to have loans. So I also have a $5,000 loan on top of that $6,000 grant. So I'm also going to be paying interest and all this kind of thing. Uh, but we want to go further for Nora. We're going to make this free and we're going to up that grant to be $7,000. And so now I have $7,000 that I can then shop around to U of T or to Western or to, or to wherever the fuck. When you start to do that to all of the students in Ontario, what is the effect of that? That is fundamentally undermining the collectivity of the public system 
where the government pays and then individual students uh, aren't aren't determining where they go with their money. We, we then go to the school that we go to. Most of the t- time, it's actually proximity based. We just go to the school that's closest to where we live. And the individual thinks that it's a, a win to have their tuition fees paid for by a grant without seeing that we've actually overhauled the funding formula for this system in very dangerous ways. Yeah, because the alternative is that that $6,000 could have gone directly to the institutions to fund the, the institutions and the tuition fees could be way lower. Like let's, you know, tuition fees have gone up so quickly. Like in my first year, which would have been your first year, which was 2003, we were paying, I think my tuition fees were about 4,000 some dollars. So the- Yeah, me too. <laughs> the way the way that this has worked has literally, so you, you shoot up the tuition fees, take those grants away from the institutions as the tuition fees go up and pump that money back into grants, kind of some of that money back into grants to students. And that is a more expensive way of figuring out how to fund institutions because then you have to set up an entire apparatus, the OSAP apparatus, the Ontario Student Assistance Program apparatus, to determine who is going to get those grants and who is not. So beyond all of that, which is like all very convoluted and ridiculous um, because I think, you know, as citizens, we should be able to decide whether or not we want a private institution or a public institution. I think as citizens, we have over and over again said that we support and think of as important a public education system. And I don't think that people really know that our education system, our our post-secondary education system is so private now. We never had a vote about that. That was never a political campaign that, that the liberals ran on. And I'm saying the liberals because they, by and large, were the ones responsible for this. No, they are. They are the ones responsible for they this. Are fully, They're completely yeah. the ones responsible for this. Um, yeah. uh, but beyond all of that, it's actually just not free. Like, even if you even if you count up all the grants and whatever, it's like literally not free in the in the uh, the articles that have been posted, things that you you don't necessarily get to see. This was something that Nora and I knew from way back when. It is less than one third of students in the province who receive this free education. So can you say that education is free if less than 33 percent of students are receiving this? What is a bat? For for some students, for most students, it's a back-end grant. For some students, it's front-end grant. What is, can you say that education is free when less than one-third of students are receiving this grant, mostly on the back-end, mostly not covering all of their tuition? Like, you could. How can you say? You could say how that. How can you say that it's free? You'd be a liar. How could you report <laughs> that it's free? It's It's like literally false <laughs> if you if you pick random students and say do you have free education hey did you know t- education was free in the province most of them would say no it's not right most of those students and so how do they even so so this what it is it's an actual it's a, it's a grant it's called the ontario tuition grant and how they they distribute this grant is that they calculate what average tuition fees is in an arts and science program that is very important. So <laughs> arts and science is the most popular type of program, I suppose. It's like where most students end up going into. It's the it's the least expensive type of program. All the other programs, 
the liberals have allowed to increase their tuition fees faster than arts and science programs. So that means if you're in med school, if you're in any of the most expensive schools, med school, law school, engineering, music, computer science, uh, commerce, nursing, nursing, fashion, I believe, too, right? Oh, yeah. Anything that has tech. So like my my program journalism is very expensive, but like music is is the most expensive, one of the most expensive programs to run. Any of those programs, the fees for those programs are not taking into consideration in the calculation of what free tuition, what this grant should be. So like eliminate all the expensive programs. So like dentistry that costs $40,000 at U of T, not counted in this calculation of what the Ontario tuition grant is. What is counted is just the arts and science program. So they calculate it an average of the arts and science program. So it's not like they're looking at you and saying, what is actually your tuition fees? Let me cover that in total. No, not how it works. It's an average of everywhere across the province. And that ends up being probably at this point now somewhere at like 7500 somewhere between seven and $8,000. If you're eligible for the tuition grant and you receive it and you're in engineering, it's it's not like I think that's probably at the University of Toronto. That's probably half maybe of tuition. So it's not free. Mm. In addition to that, you must qualify in order to qualify. You have to jump through all sorts of different types of hoops. Like say you decided to go to school part time because you can't afford the tuition fees. Well, you're not eligible for this grant. Uh, say you're like, well, at this point, they've changed this, I believe. But at one point, it was like, if you were too old, not eligible for the grant. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of things. Like, it can't really appreciate a lot of weird life, life circumstances. So, like, if your parents are real estate agents, but they don't make much money, like, you kind of get lumped into people that have more money. Um, so assets get kind of considered into this. Uh, obviously, it doesn't matter if your parents have disowned you. That's kind of your own problem. Unless you've been independent long enough to be able to access the grant. There's a, there's just They've just created an imperfect system that's like set up to ensure that there's people to fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And then, again, they had to create an apparatus to say, are you the one student, are you the magic less than 33% who will qualify for this grant that doesn't cover even half of your tuition fees? excellent, you get free education, or what we're calling free education, which is not free education. The liberal definition of free is very confusing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the beginning question, like, why is this important now? And part of why I've been thinking about this is because I wrote an article this past week doing something that, Sandy, maybe you disagree with me, that praised the childcare plan of the liberals. Now, not really praised, but just praised the idea that we are actually talking about free childcare because the actual plan... It actually has some pretty good parts of it in terms of like equalizing salaries and stuff of, of early childcare workers. But, you know, it's like there's details that we need to see. I haven't seen the policy yet. I, it was sent to me by a good friend of ours, Judy Rebick, but I haven't I haven't read through it yet. So I, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I do know that I have a healthy dose of skepticism because I don't believe anything that this party says. Yeah, it, like it, the only thing that's helping me feel not as terrible about it as the tuition fee stuff is that uh, a lot of childcare activists, in fact, I've only seen praise from childcare activists for this policy. Yes, which is a lesson of how to create policy. Just go to the movements and we can talk about that another time, but go to the movements and do what they do, what they want you to do. That's how you create support. 
Right, which was the literal fucking opposite of how they've treated the higher education system. Um, and in mm-hmm. fact, they in, in, rather than listening to us, they would deride us. They would call us up and threaten us and threaten our jobs. <laughs> I love one one senior staffer. And have white men on campus totally attack us. Follow you around. For years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For years. Come at you online. Even after oh, you just awesome. left. Awesome. So, but anyway, but in my piece, I, I made reference to um, the NDP policy on higher education so far, right? And like policies have not been released for the election. And so that is that has to be said. But targeting student debt. And I was thinking, oh, my God, like, are we at a place on the left where we understand just how fundamental the changes have been to higher education. And I don't think we are. Because if the polls are right, if Doug Ford gets elected to be the next premier of Ontario, what is the first thing that he will cut in higher education? These grants. (laughs) Like, the Liberals have created a system that a conservative government just has to walk in and cut all these grants, right? It's like, they're... There is no there's no reason to not, because at least when you cut university funding, you not just anger students, you anger professors, you anger university administrators like people are able to say you are pulling five thousand dollars or five percent out of our budgets. We are opposed to this. When you cut the grants in a program that is already one, not delivering what it promises and two is very complicated to explain, the resistance is way harder to mount mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jokes on you liberals yeah so like that's a big problem and then the <laughs> other thing goes back to the ndp promising to eliminate student debt you can eliminate student debt but unless you stop putting the funding formula on individual students in these individual ways which in- eliminating debt means giving grants and so more and more and more grants to students that still keeps this funding uh funding formula in place that effectively maintains a private system and so i'm quite i'm quite concerned about this like i i hope that the ndp yeah you have to eliminate the debt and change the system yeah. you have to do both you can't just do one 100%. because otherwise it it'll it'll just it becomes moot the fees will still go up as the the grants are not replenishing the universities so if you're not doing that piece of it like well students will still need to go out and find ways to fund their education beyond the grants that are not going to be able to cover what those costs are going to continue to to rise to be. You have to change the whole thing. That's exactly right. And and part of it, again, goes back to journalists not properly explaining any of this stuff. The liberals have been a disaster for higher education in terms of of, of students pockets and there's a lot of like god i hope that some of these fucking people who were advocating the system listen to this podcast although i doubt it because like you know bob ray blocked me on fucking twitter the dude's not listening to our podcast but we knew that this was their direction back in 2005 we fucking knew it it was so obvious that this was what they were hoping to do and then you start to get signals from someone like david naylor at u of t who um puts out a document uh, called uh, vision 2020 or something for the view of the fully private university the fully private university of toronto by the year 2020 mm-hmm. this is this has put all of the ducks in a row to I, I'm just to do that to do that I was just thinking to of the ducks that, in a yeah. row and then to then to the shoot them but I, then I'm like no you don't shoot ducks like what does that saying even mean <laughs> congratulations 
great. Congratulations, Bob fucking Ray and, and Alex Usher and all of these people who are like, oh, this is the only fair way to do it because we don't want rich people paying the same amount as poor people, nor you're actually the conservative like asshole in this. It's like, no, fuck this liberalism bullshit. You have created a terrible, non-sustainable system that is going to come crashing down the second that your buddies are out of government. You know, the way that the, the tuition fees work, the way that they're so expensive, the way that we can't really fund people. Even if you say say to yourself, oh, well, this Ontario tuition grant is so good, like at least some people can go to school who wouldn't have been able to without it and whatever. Like it still it affects things like how many people are able to go to, for example, med school and because it's more it's a more expensive program or dentistry school or nursing. And what it also does, it affects what people decide to do when they do get into med school. If med school has cost me so much money that I have all of these loans from the government, loans from private banks, in addition to a shitty grant that doesn't cover nearly one quarter of my education, which is ostensibly supposed to be free education. Uh -uh. <laughs> Am I going to go into, maybe my passion is that I wanted to be a family physician. But maybe I can't do that. Maybe the only thing that I think that I can do is to specialize in some sort of maybe some sort of surgical area because that's what's going to be able to get me the money back that I've spent. And all of a sudden, oh, we have a dearth of family physicians in this province. I wonder how that happens. Same thing with the legal profession. I can't tell you how many lawyers I know who are good people who went into law thinking that they wanted to do a human rights law and have had no choice but to do corporate law on Bay Street because they can't afford to, to do a, a, a social justice focused type of law because of all of the loans that they've had taken out from banks, from the government, from wherever that they need to pay back. It like fully transforms our society the way that we fund education. And quite frankly, Quebec, Newfoundland and Labrador are doing a better job at this than oh, we are man. in Ontario. Well, I got to say, like, it, it really does feel amazing to meet lawyers in this province and know that they didn't have to pay what you pay in Ontario to become a lawyer because they're like a lot more like average. <laughs> like You just meet a lot of a lot fewer like rich assholes. Like it's it is it's social engineering it's another form of social engineering we we just uh had a conversation about gentrification on another episode and it's it's exactly doing that we have condo developers uh socially engineering our communities we have the government socially engineering access to higher education to uh, to to re-entrench class structure and thereby, obviously, re-entrenching uh, re systemic racism and other oppressions that stop people from having any social mobility. Like, it is, it's just, it's just, it's textbook. It's so textbook. It's how you get that story of the of the one black person admitted to UT's med school in last year. Like, that's how those stories, like, that's not a weird thing. There's, like, no black people in, in many of the professional programs at the University of Toronto. And part of that is because... Because of how race overlaps with class and how unaffordable like it the, the, like please stop believing that there's free tuition and that the that the government has made education affordable they have nope. not 
They have not. It's the same system exists that did before. The difference is that there is less money coming from the government going directly to these institutions and people are forced to try to, to, to figure it out on their own and the government is giving those that money directly to people without even really assessing need. It's just like just a random confluence of who's eligible. It's just like it's like it's like the government needs some financial literacy education. Oh, shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The good thing, though, in this whole discussion is one that the discussion has shifted so massively from when we first were active in the student movement. We're talking about free education is not just possible because, of course, we had to make that possible. Like, I remember the first days talking about free education to people in the hallways at Ryerson. And it was like they looked at you with two heads. Right. Unless they came from a country with free education. They're like, you Canadians are fucking idiots. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> those were the two reactions that we got at Ryerson. 100 percent. It is a huge win for social movements. As you talk about social movements in the United States, like had a great impact on it in the social movement in Quebec and also the work that students had been doing in the province to make these ideas popular and the and the fact that the liberals think you're welcome yeah well <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the next episode will be like in honor of like what's that called emotional labor? No, <laughs> the the fact that the liberals think that they can get elected by promising free free higher education uh is a testament to where people are at and so my god Andy Peers, listening to this, okay, can't wait for your next platform. Promise free fucking education. And you know Promise what? Real Don't worry about education. the balance sheets. <laughs> Please. We begged y'all to do this. And what, what year oh was it? God. 2011, 2012, whatever that election was back then. We begged. Oh we my God. We begged. We begged. And they usurped you. Just do yeah. it this time, please. And just point out, like, just promise f- f- real free education. We need it in this province. We should have it already. For f- It'll massively change the province and it kind of pays for itself. It does pay for itself and it pays for itself. We've done the research. We have it we, somewhere. Yes, it does. Yeah. In boxes. But it also it pays for itself like in ways that actually people care about. Not so much about the government. Like, you know, it does give economic activity and all this kind of bullshit. But... Uh, a better educated society is great for a lot of really important reasons. <laughs> like, this is basic. God. Yeah, just look at the states to to figure out like why and and like not having education is is bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> the dangers of. Yeah, that uh, free college there is just too little, too late. Eh? It's like, oh man, the empire's dying. Maybe we should like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Boom. Anyway, can't wait to see how the, the rest of the election unfolds. The liberals have definitely set up the the pins for the for the conservatives to just destroy the system in a in a strike and <laughs> not in a strike in a in a in a strike. That was a bowling reference. And um and the NDP like the NDP really does have the opportunity to to win actually like it it's not at all impossible for the NDP to win, but it no, absolutely it's not. it takes it's going to take some very bold ideas and um yes, bold courage i guess like that's all i can say in the, in the french term like good luck <laughs> not not good luck like you can't do it real solid good luck and i can't wait to see the promise i really hope it is different oh god but i'm i'm still you know even seeing how things have shifted in the last couple weeks because of throne speeches and budgets and whatever being put out and I guess at some point we'll talk about the actual platforms but uh, I'm still sticking to my prediction 
um, unless something changes, please something change of a conservative minority. Yeah. What did I predict? Uh, a liberal minority? You predicted a liberal minority, yeah. Yeah, I'll stick to that. I'll stick to that. But it's it's a soft, it's still super soft. And uh, polls are very scary right now. So I guess maybe that's... Yeah, things can change. Things can change. Things 100%. Can change. Well, they, they don't change. They Like, we make them change, as you know. Yes, exactly. But essentially, in conclusion, tuition fees are not free. Nora and I can talk about tuitions for, like, we could probably write a book on tuition fees, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, with the amount of stuff, like, the amount of research that we've done, the amount of stuff that we know, the history that we have of how the education system in Ontario has been shifted from one that was a publicly funded system to one that is a private system that is unaffordable, that has some grants for some people, and and why that's bad. I think that we've explained, hopefully, at this point, why we can't just talk about, we can't just repeat what the liberals have said that they've done with education in this province. We can't do that. Of course, I know that every uh, NDP strategist in the province does listen to this podcast. Finding ways to explain it is really hard. And that is a task that you you have to think about. And so good luck on that, too. It is. But and, you know, I think we've we've sort of talked about this before, but that's like part of the strategy of the liberals. It's like they announce something that seems really easy to understand free education. And then the policy is so confusing that like even if you are a journalist and you're like, God, I got to get my story out in the next five minutes because we're in like this new Twitter world. So the government says they have free education. Hey, Nora, you're a student. Can you tell me how you feel about this? And Nora's like, well, I feel really bad about it because see what actually it is. It's like it's not free education because <laughs> what they're doing is that there's this grant and that I'm not I'm not eligible because of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, OK, well, that was 15 minutes of my life that I can't get back and don't understand. And the liberals win the day <laughs> because yeah. it's just so easy to understand free education. Sandy just described our reaction in 2011 to the 30% off grant because we knew that there was oh something God, wrong with it. So and we couldn't terrible. explain it. It took People us a week like, and a half. People were like, you won! You won! It's 30% off! I'm like, no, it's not! <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> terrible. Oh, God. That PTSD. Was, that was brutal. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop talking about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> live these days. <laughs> all right. That's... That's all you need to know about free education. It doesn't exist in Ontario. Any other questions, you can get at us on Twitter. Yes. And thanks again for supporting the show. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Sandy and Nora. Support making this, this show accessible. Support making this show bilingual and a whole host of other things. Mm-hmm.